Entrepreneur on Fire 421. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. On it is a health and wellness brand focused on encouraging a peak level of human performance through a combination of both physical and cognitive methodologies. To learn more and get 10% off your supplement purchase, go to onit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Tired of having your shopping cart managed in one place, CRM in another, and website and email marketing tools in yet another? Entreport integrates all of these into one powerful solution. Go to entreport.com slash fire today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Branco Sunerne. Branco, are you prepared to ignite? Affirmative. Yes. <laughs> Branco is the founder CEO of Square One Mail, working to build a personal assistant experience for email. I've just given listeners a little overview, Bronco, so take a minute, explain to us the correct way to pronounce your name, and then give us a little personal information about yourself and your business. <laughs> Absolutely. The actual correct way to pronounce my name would be Bronco Czerny, um, because I was born and raised in Prague before I uh, moved over to the States when I was 19 to study psychology at Dartmouth College. And after Dartmouth, I worked at Google in the marketing department relatively briefly. And now I'm the CEO at Square One. And at Square One, um, bottom line of what we're doing is we're trying to help very busy people who are overloaded with email not spend their entire day making sense of their inbox. We're trying to uh, learn about the people that they talk to and when and why and how and uh, try to put a little structure into their email and work like that personal assistant that, that organizes all their communications and lets them kind of say, today I need to focus on just closing this deal and everything else can wait. So please hold all my other emails and just notify me if there's something new relating to XYZ. And that's the kind of experience that we think in the 21st century users kind of deserve and should expect out of their communication technology. Well, you just became my best friends, and I know a lot of listeners are like, wow, where do I sign up? Because when we get deluged and we really just need to focus on that one niche or that one topic or even that one person for a day or a week or whatever it may be, it can be really hard to really drill down into that focus. And it seems like this is the direction you guys are going in. It's really inspiring because inbox management is a super struggle for myself, who is a solopreneur with a team. I do have a small team, so I'm not just solo, but I don't have this organization around me with people that are just there to manage my inbox. It's really myself. And so this is a breath of fresh air that there are companies like yours, Bronco, that are really working towards this, and I want to dive more into it. But before we do, let's take a minute and talk about your success quote, your mantra, and let's use that to get the motivational ball rolling here. All righty. Um, so there's this quote from a book called The Mill on the Floss, which I read way back when in my hipster intellectual use. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, paraphrase, it says, responsibility lies with those who have the wider vision. And I believe that everybody in the world has the wider vision of something. We all carry unique insights stemming from 
our individual life stories and, and everything that we've encountered on the way. And those insights position each one of us well to make some sort of change in the world. And once you discover your own wider vision, something that you feel like you really understand better than anybody else, you kind of have the responsibility to apply it and to create value from it. And for me, that happened when I found myself with a unique insight into how the daily email experience could be made much healthier if we applied uh, learnings from cognitive science. And uh, that was because I was facing the email overload problem myself, and I had the background in psychology to sort of understand what was driving it, at least for me, for my personal use case, and then why email was driving me nuts. And, and at that point, I just felt the responsibility to go and try to build a team that would then build a product that would generate value for users based on this kind of insight. And I feel like we all carry that with us. And once we discover it, we're sort of responsible to the world to, to apply it. So Bronco, this is a great insight. This is a great passion that you've developed, but it didn't just come from nowhere. It came from years of experience, years of work, years of just living life and being in the entrepreneurial journey. And that's what we're really focusing on today here at Entrepreneur on Fire. We're going to do a deep dive into square one and everything that it's all about. But before we do, we really want to see how you got here. So Let's talk about a time in your journey when you failed or when you faced a massive challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome. And what were those lessons learned, Bronco? And really tell us that story. Take us there. I think realistically, if you're honest with yourself as an entrepreneur, you realize that you fail daily um, in bigger or smaller ways, but it just keeps happening. And, and every day you have that facepalm moment. But it's just a part of the process. And for us, we definitely failed in a major way when we first started planning Square One um, to, to estimate just how long the process was going to take and, and how um, complex of an endeavor it is to build a better email client. And we, we were off pretty much by an order of magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think ultimately, you know, it was not such a bad thing because had we realized in the beginning um, how long of a journey this was going to be, it would have probably seemed way too daunting for us to kind of go down the rabbit hole. But because we had that naive kind of passion that, that put blinders on and, and prevented us from being <laughs> sensible, and because we lacked the, the years of experience that, you know, um, third-time founders have, we just kind of plunged right in. And, and I think ultimately that was... That, that kind of ignorance was kind of requisite for us to be able to take on such a massive challenge. And I'm really grateful that we did. So let's really dive down into the specifics and get down to that ground level of those early days when you had all this energy and this verve and you really knew you had something good and you drove forward. What were a couple of those initial walls that you ran into? And then how did you overcome them? Like I said, email is a massive challenge. For me, I'm a, I'm a non-technical CEO, and so the biggest challenge for me was putting together a team that I could truly know was able to execute on such a technologically complex problem. And, and it was a very gradual process because we um, first, you know, the first seeds of the company started while I was still in college. And so um, putting a team of people together that would then be able to continue out of college to work on this was the biggest challenge. And, and really the people who are early on in a startup completely define the entire trajectory. And it's not about the idea. It's not about the, the initial founder. It's about the original team that for some reason decides that this is worth 
the massive sacrifice and, and the energy investment and that they will not, um, when they run out of extrinsic motivators, that they will not give up. And I was really lucky to, to put a great team of three co-founders together, including myself, um, so me and two other guys. But, you know, one of my co-founders was still just a sophomore in college, and then I took my job at Google, and, and everything kind of started seeming like we were never going to pull that off. And then in the end, we just decided that the vision was, was too big, the responsibility that we felt was too real to just pass up on it. And so I left my job, and uh, one of my co-founders dropped out of Dartmouth, and we have since grown the team by, by more people that are smarter and, and more capable than we are. And, and I'm really happy that we did. Now, as you've grown this team, Bronco, have you had a home run with every single hire? Um, so we haven't made all that many hires. We've made two since, uh, since you know, the, the original founding team. And we, I have to say that we did, but it was not just a sort of random coincidence that happened. Well, so let's really dive into that then, because I know a lot of the listeners right now are fascinated by how founders and just how CEOs seek out and find the right employees. So what was your process? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very good and timely question, because we just made our hires um, only about a month ago. Yeah. And uh, so essentially we realized, look, we're first-time founders, we love what we're doing, but we need people who are who bring more experience than we have and who on all on all counts are are smarter than we are because that's what you have to look for in the team that you surround yourself with. But then we also realized, you know, this is going to be an intense, difficult journey. And these need to be people that sort of in good and in bad we will want to hang out with and, and go through the ups and downs with. And uh and, and I was going to be and you face this pressure because you're like, wow, we really just need, you know, um, two more pairs of hands on the keyboard right now because we need to execute fast. But then I was lucky enough to to have a great team of advisors that kind of told me, no, don't do that. Don't hire people who can sort of check one of the boxes, but not the remaining three. And and so what I ended up doing was um, going through more than 2,000 resumes between kind of AngelList and LinkedIn and White Truffle and all these services out there to... Um, narrow the search down to about 30 candidates that I reached out to. And then of those, I met with about 10 in person. And we did a trial around for a full week with five of those 10. And then one person um, for our sort of VP engineering, senior mobile engineering role emerged as, as just the perfect fit. as just somebody that we can work with without too many meetings or too much talking or that we can go out for a beer and have a good time. And, uh, and, and so that was a very easy hire for us. And then a very similar scenario happened for our um, first product manager. And so I would say that we've been lucky in being able to meet these great guys that we added to the team, but we sort of deliberately increased our surface area for luck by, uh, by really casting a wide net and taking our time with it. Fascinating, fascinating. So Bronco, I want to know this. Do you believe in the phrase, hire slow, fire fast? (laughs) I think, especially early on in the business, you know, it's important to cut your losses when you realize that you misstepped. But I also think that 
this whole lean startup methodology of fail fast, fire fast, do everything fast is, is just one side of the coin. The other side is, you know, think everything through before you do it and be responsible. Don't sort of be using this whole lean startup mantra as an excuse for making crappy decisions when you don't have to. Um, you <laughs> right. know, people, people will be willing, if they're interested in working with you, they will be willing to go through a trial run. And even after a trial run, it's always possible to say, okay, everything is looking great. Let's work together for two months, make this an employment at will, and let's check back together in two months and see how we're both feeling. You know, I think if you have transparency and, and, and if you're honest and personal with people, then there doesn't have to be such a thing as kind of firing fast. I just don't believe in firing somebody who's an early part of a startup team because these people are not per se our employees. They're early partners that joined in on the vision and, and they're taking a salary because that's how you pay the bills. And I think that that's a more sensible way of approaching early hires. So Bronco, bear with me here because I promise you I'm going to bring this full circle. It may seem a little, a little interesting at first. Being a past Google employee, have you seen the movie Internships with <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson? I actually deliberately did not go to see it. <laughs> okay, well, don't rush, don't rush, because okay. there's good and there's bad to it. But what's really funny is that they're on the Google campus the whole time, and one of the employees of Google says, we employ the layover test when we hire. And the reason why that sprung to mind is because you actually said, is this a guy I can go have a beer with? And that's exactly what they say at Google. They say, if you're stuck laid over at some airport, can you go to the airport bar and enjoy six hours in a bar with this guy or girl having a beer, hanging out? Does he pass the layover test? And that's why Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson end up getting hired because they pass the quote unquote layover test. It's actually the only test that they actually pass. And so <laughs> it just sprung to mind when you said, you know, can we go have a beer with this guy? Because I think that's a, an important aspect of what we're talking about as entrepreneurs, especially in the early stages when we're building a team, we're really building a family. And that family is not just within the nine to five or the eight to eight work hours. It really needs to be more than that. Can you speak to that a little bit? You see how I brought that full circle? No, that was beautiful. <laughs> really. Pop culture references just always bring everything home. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, it's, uh, I think it's a situation where you need to know that there's going to be very little kind of immediate gratification or, or very little of the fancy, exciting kind of, you know, um, startup pop culture stuff, at least at the beginning and at least for most startups, it's just a slog and it, it's just going to be a routine. If we get into the office, we chat for five minutes and then we all get to our respective work and then we head out for lunch and then it's back to work. And, and, and so if you don't have that kind of implicit trust and, and comfort with all the other people to know that they're just as excited as you are and that everybody's working independently because they care, then it's not going to work out because, you know, I right now don't and for a while definitely won't have the bandwidth to sort of be spending half of my day making sure that everybody's excited and, and, and sort of pulling gimmicks or, or figuring out ways to keep people excited it has to be sort of coming from within and there has to be that implicit level of trust that everybody else has that because 
everybody's got their plates so full that there's really no room for, for any, you know, artificial, extrinsic, nudging people to be motivated. So Bronco, you did such a great job really sharing with us the challenges and obstacles you faced thus far, but we want to go to the other end of the spectrum now. We want to talk about an aha moment. Now, obviously, Square One Mail in general was an aha moment for you on a lot of levels, so you can definitely speak to that if you want to, but I'm just looking for a light bulb that went off at some point in your entrepreneurial journey that you said, wow, this resonates with what my authentic self is. Now, talk about when that light bulb went off. And if you're talking about Square One Mail, let's really do a little more of a deep dive into it. And exactly what lights you up in that area? Yeah, so for me, I think a real sort of light bulb going off moment was when I was actually in the process of kind of soul-searching and deciding whether or not to take the plunge and go full-time with the startup. And, uh, and I was at Google at the time, like I said, and I was surrounded by really bright people. And I was giving myself a very good career start on paper and all of that. And I was weighing my options and trying to make a sensible decision when all of a sudden, you know, after several weeks of, of really thinking about this responsibly and long and hard, a really crazy just spur of the moment realization hit me. And, and that was that I actually had no real intention whatsoever of building a career in the conventional sense of the world, of the word. Um, I just realized that my true self, my temperament did not map well onto a linear trajectory. And I just needed the extreme chase after creating nonlinear value. And I was okay with the ups and downs. And I just realized, wow, you know, this is really great, but this is just not something that I can do. I have to go out there and take my shot or several and see what happens. And if nothing happens and it just doesn't work out, I can always go and join a Buddhist monastery or something. <laughs> this is just not, you know, I, I just cannot um, be on this linear path because for some reason, um, not better or worse or, you know, but I was just kind of born in a way as many entrepreneurs attest to where that just somehow doesn't make visceral sense. That moment of clarity is so powerful, and I really urge every listener right now to be open to that, because every now and then when we're soul-searching or we're looking for that next step or we're really questioning where we are in life right now, it's that moment of clarity that can come out of nowhere and really show us the path, or, or even more so, show us a mirror inside us into who we really are and what we really want deep down, not what we've told ourselves we want or not what society has implanted within us throughout our years of schooling and corporate ladders and all of the above. I've been through it. Our man Bronco's been through it. So Fire Nation, really take that step back and try to go within yourself like, Bron like Bronco was able to do so and really focus on what direction do you want to take your life and then go out there and take your chance. And you took your chance, Bronco. So what I want to do now is focus on today, on present times. Take a couple minutes right now and really share with Fire Nation a couple of things that are just really exciting you about Square One Mail right now. Yeah, um, we're actually right now at a very exciting inflection point. Um, you know, building an email client, like I foreshadowed, is a very complex technical endeavor, and it takes quite a long time to get um, all the fundamentals down and get the engine of the whole thing functioning reliably, etc., such that you can actually show what you built to the world. Um, it's, it's a very different 
situation than um, a lot of kind of consumer-facing products where you can build fast and, and get immediate feedback, etc. You know, people expect a certain level of perfection from their email. Like, oh, it doesn't have attachments? Well, then I'm probably not going to test it. You know, like, oh, it doesn't send emails and you want me to test this? That's probably not going to work. And so it takes a while to get to a point where you can actually uh, kind of pull the curtain and, and show the world what you've built. And we have just crossed that line just now and are opening our early beta to the public this week. And so that means for us that we'll start getting a lot of feedback from all sorts of folks, not just our friends and our investors and our advisors and people that are close to us that we can kind of show the product to without any risk. Um, and so now we're for the first time kind of exposing ourselves and saying whoever wants to have this um, can and can test it out. And it's a very early unpolished version of our product. But what we're trying to do really shines through and we would love to hear what everybody thinks. And we're really excited about that. And, of course, we're also very anxious because we're uh, placing a really bold bet in substantially changing the user experience of email. And so we're hoping that people will find it useful and valuable. So Bronco, this interview is going live December 15th, and we're actually recording on November 11th. So we'll be well past a month before this is reaching Fire Nation's ears. So when they hear this, where can they go to check out what's been going on since you've opened this to the public? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Core1mail.com has, uh, will have the ability to download the beta. Um, it has our blog where we keep all of our um, followers apprised of what's going on. And so that's the best way to reach us. Awesome. So Bronco, we're going to have everything that we've talked about today linked up on our show notes page at eofire.com slash Bronco. That's B-R-A-N-K-O. And now let's break in to thank our sponsors. Imagine what you could be doing to scale your business right now if you weren't managing your email marketing, CRM, your sales, and your business automation from separate platforms. Entreport to the rescue. Entreport's all-in-one small business management platform integrates all the software you need to start, systemize, and scale your business. Sound too good to be true? Oh, it's true. Take it from Eben Pagan, founder of Hot Topic Media. In search of powerful software designed with entrepreneurs in mind, Eben decided to move his entire business over to Entreport. This was no small task, as Eben had a robust business with over 40 products and several large customer and prospect lists. In no time, Eben's business was being managed entirely under Entreport's integrated software platform as opposed to many disjointed systems and is now growing faster than ever. Sound like your kind of platform? Head over to entreport.com slash fire to find out how they can help your business run more efficiently today. One of the most frequently asked questions I get, besides how do you make money, of course, is how do you stay focused and get so much done? My answer, it's all about taking great care of your body. Think of your body like a car. The type of fuel you put in it and how you take care of it on a day-to-day basis will determine how well it runs. Hey, taking good care of your body is time-consuming. I know. Now, imagine a company going out and taking some of the best professional athletes, along with some of the world's top medical professionals, and teaming up to create unique foods and dietary supplements designed to help your body run at peak performance levels. Enter 
on it. Their science is airtight, and they take care to create a really simple and unique approach to helping us achieve total optimization of the human machine. Get 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onit.com slash fire, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. And this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the show is, the lightning rounds, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a pretty, that's quite an assumption. <laughs> <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Yes, I've talked a little bit about the kind of fear inherent in making the decision to fully depend on oneself to make a living and stuff. But for me, I've also had a lot of concerns around the whole immigration question because I'm not an American and visas are for some illogical reason very hard to get for foreign entrepreneurs. But uh, yeah, in the end, everything's just an obstacle that you can overcome. Match.com and get married. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's romantic yeah. oh super romantic so what's the best advice besides what i just gave you bronco that you have ever received yeah so my number two would be uh, <laughs> i i once listened to uh to an interview with tim ferris and he talked about this notion that people have that for really amazingly successful people what they do and what they're great at is inherently super exciting for them every day. They just wake up every day fired up to go. But the reality is that that's not the case for anybody, that working hard every day gets really exhausting for just about everyone. And so sometimes what it takes is you have to work even harder for a while to make whatever you're working toward more fun again. And, and that's something that I always think of when I feel like I'm doing everything wrong and, and I'm just running, you know, fighting an uphill battle. Just kind of think, you know, even the most successful people have these moments of doubts very often and just have to push through. Mm, that's a huge help. I know it's going to be a help for me in the future. I love taking those tidbits from Tim Ferriss. He's a great past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire and just always seems to come out with one new gem, no matter <laughs> how many times that guy is interviewed somewhere. I swear, it's, it's, they're all must-listens. So Bronco, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, um, kind of counterintuitively, I'm going to talk about when I don't work <laughs> yeah. because uh, unless there's a crazy emergency, um, I never work at all on Saturdays. It's just a rule that I created for myself. Um, I don't check my email, my phone. I refuse to talk about work. I just give myself a day to live and get as far from work as possible because I think it's incredibly important to give yourself real distance from what you're doing for at least one day a week to retain um, that good perspective on it and know why you're doing it. So if you happen to have an incredible aha moment on a Saturday, will you just quickly write it down and save it or will you completely banish it from your mind? No, I I do always carry my moleskin on me. (laughs) I'll write it down, but I try not to have aha moments on Saturdays. I try to completely unplug. Love it. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. Uh, recently, actually, um, a friend of mine and a founder of this company called Everest, Francis Pedrasa, um, who I believe was also on your show. Yes, phenomenal. He actually, his interview just went live yesterday. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So he introduced me to the, to the guys at Relate IQ and their relationship intelligence product. And uh, that's just something that's a tool that's immensely helpful in staying organized in fundraising and sales and similar processes where 
you sort of blast out hundreds of emails and wait until you know people respond and then you follow up and all of that. And uh, Relate IQ is significantly better than spreadsheets. Love it. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? So I talked a little bit about how excited I am about everything psychology because I love how directly applicable the science is to our daily lives. So I'll recommend a really practical, fun psychology book. It's called Influence, and it's by Dr. Robert Cialdini. And he just kind of explains the mind tricks and games that we're surrounded by and that we play daily with people around us and why they work from a science perspective and just gives for a fascinating read that's very applicable to every entrepreneur. What I love about that book, personally, Bronco, is that I start reading that book and I'm like, you know, this is a great book. It's phenomenal. But I know by like the, the ending one third of this book, so like the last 33%, it's probably going to start to drag like almost every single book because they've already kind of spent all their great stuff at the beginning. But this book from page one till the end is just captivating. It's a page turner and it's applicable to everyday life. And so I cannot recommend it more. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. They have a great audio version of this book. So if you haven't already, go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And you can grab the audio version of this book for free. And Bronco, I want you to focus on this next question because it really is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Um, You know, maybe that sounds a little cheesy, but I think I'd just talk to everybody I'd run into and just try to talk to as many people as possible to sort of figure out what's going on and, and what I could what I could get myself into because people are the most important resource and really really easy to kind of forget about when you're all wrapped up in your project and your emails and, and everything that, that you have to attend to every day. But um, for instance, when I first moved to San Francisco and I knew zero people here, um, that's kind of what I did. I would just talk to, you know, old folks at grocery stores and <laughs> students at bus stops. And, and in a really short period of time, I made so many human connections and got so many recommendations and insights. And, and it was such a great introduction to the city. And then I sort of started getting into my routine and building my social circle. And I kind of stopped doing that. And, and I wish I did more of that still because, um, you know, no such thing as a, as a human connection. And trying to expose yourself to, uh, to just random encounters, I think, can be really enriching. And just picture with $500, you could get 500 $1 bills and say, will you talk to me for $1? And you could do that 500 times. Yeah, you could absolutely build, <laughs> buy, buy people's time with a dollar bill. That's, that's the way to go. Oh, but no, that's a great idea, Bronco. And it's something that I love about being the host of Entrepreneur on Fire because Every single week, that means I'm talking to a minimum of eight incredible entrepreneurs like yourself, continuously expanding my circle of knowledge, of influence. You know, first it was with Francis, then he introduced me to you, and now we're chatting, and so on and so forth. And that's why the power of really reaching out, having honest conversations with people, and building relationships can be incredibly powerful on so many levels. And Bronco, I've just so enjoyed hearing your journey. 
I want to apologize for butchering your name over and over and (laughs) over again, but I'm just a stupid American, so please forgive me. If you can find it in your heart, give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. That's a lot of pressure to uh, always, those parting quotes, just going back to what I said about, you know, having $500. Um, people forget a lot about we're humans and we're social creatures, and it's immensely important to have real human connections, and that should always be number one. And, and even at the busiest of times, I've met entrepreneurs and investors and, and people um, here in the Bay Area and, and all around that just somehow seem to always put it as number one priority to meet new people and to help them out and to make real human connections that are not transactional, where there is nothing expected in return. And I think that that's kind of the key to a lot of things, you know, Um, not just kind of success or good karma, but just like a balanced life and happiness. And, and And I try to push myself every day when I feel like there's no room in my schedule for anything to always make room when, when I can be helpful somewhere. And so maybe that sounds cheesy, but I think it's really important. The best way to reach me is at my mail address, bronco at squareonemail.com. And I would love any and all feedback. Um, and it was a real pleasure to talk to you, John. And definitely don't worry about my name because I'm very used to it being butchered by now. <laughs> well, Bronco, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or Fire Nation. Just type in Bronco, B-R-A-N-K-O in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Bronco, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Have a good one. When I first started scheduling interviews, I used Google Calendar. Skype calls were delayed because details like time zone would get lost in translation. I needed a new platform to help, so I switched to schedule once. Now it's smooth sailing. If you're ready to switch to an e-commerce platform that runs this smoothly, it's easy to transfer your shop to Shopify. Get a free 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 